This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. How you doing? You know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I am Andrew for America. And oh, lots going on, people. It's a crazy, crazy time out there. Um, so recently... Uh, actually, this happened today. This is uh, I'm recording this on uh, May twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. Okay. Uh, they're coming for your guns, people. Uh, President Biden's ATF nominee David Chipman uh, today said in a press uh, or not a press conference uh, in a committee or uh, meeting, whatever hearing. Uh, some law-abiding gun owners may commit violent crimes. Violent crimes. David Chipman, President Joe Biden's nominee for director of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives now nominee, uh, a bureau that I don't really think we need, uh, testified Wednesday that a law-abiding gun owner can potentially become violent so further restrictions on all gun owners are necessary. I will repeat that. A law-abiding gun owner can, quote, potentially become violent. Therefore, further restrictions on all gun owners are necessary, unquote. <laughs> TikTok, people. TikTok. TikTok. It's almost checkmate, people. We're almost there. Chipman. A 25-year veteran of the ATF who later left the agency in 2012 to become a senior advisor to all major gun control organizations was asked by Texas Republican Senator John Cornyn uh, if he recognized an individual's right to keep and bear arms. The Supreme Court has recognized that right. I'm a gun owner myself. And the answer is yes, Chipman replied. And is a law-abiding gun owner a threat to public safety in your view? Uh, Cornyn continued. Uh, if the term law-abiding means someone has lawfully possessed a gun, there are often occasions that that person can, 
then goes on to commit a violent crime. Chipman responded, If you're just saying characterize the majority of gun owners, the majority of gun owners are law-abiding. Okay. Saving grace. Okay. So then Cornyn then asks what the role of the ATF or the federal government is in terms of restricting the rights of law-abiding gun owners to keep and bear arms. You said that some of them may go on to commit crimes, but so far we are not living... I guess, in the movie Minority Report, <laughs> where we have the capacity or ability to investigate pre-crimes. <laughs> uh, who's this guy, Cornyn? like this guy. This guy's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so what restrictions would you place on the right of a law-abiding citizen to keep and bear arms under the Second Amendment? If I'm confirmed as ATF director... It's the ATF's responsibility to primarily enforce the National Firearms Act and Gun Control Act. And our priority will be focusing on people who break federal laws and attempt to intervene before they kill someone. Federal laws! So that is a balance that we need to strike. But again, the Constitution is the guardrail to that activity. He's pretty much telling you that the Constitution doesn't matter, people. He's telling you that all these unnecessary laws that they pass that weaken the necessary law, the only necessary law here is the ability of each and every one of you American people to keep and bear firearms in order to protect yourself from anything. It is your, whatever God you pray to, given right. It is inalienable. And over time, with these stupid, ridiculous laws, slow usurpations, the big club is just going to put their puppet masters in place, people. This guy, Chipman, puppet. Puppet. <laughs> oh, man. This stuff gets me hot, man. Shipman was later questioned by Senator Mike Lee uh, about remarks he made about those who previously failed background checks and whether they should be investigated by law enforcement as potentially violent criminals. Oh, man. When you said... While at the ATF, I conducted studies involving people who failed background checks to determine how many later committed crimes with a gun. Many did. This is a perfect opportunity to arrest people before committing crimes. So, <laughs> so pre-crimes. They're, they're, you're, you're presumed guilty because you own a gun, people, is what he's telling you. And they can use whatever criteria they want to, to get you. This is a perfect opportunity to arrest people before committing crimes rather than responding after the fact. I find this statement very troubling, Senator Mike Lee says, especially troubling for someone who has been nominated to serve as the ATF director because even setting aside for a minute the Second Amendment, this violates our most fundamental rules of due process. Chipman defended his 2019 comments saying people took them out of context and he referred to people who lie in federal firearms forms due, by not mentioning they, are, uh, they have previously committed a felony on the form. Backpedal, 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 backpedal. You better keep your eye on this story, people. I'm telling you, they're coming. It's coming. They're coming for your guns. As soon as they get them, it's over. It's checkmate. They're going to roll out the New World Order. The American Empire will have fallen. 
We will revert into a Nietzschean will to power world. There will be no more morality. Uh, might will be right. They're either going to exterminate us or any any effort to fight that we could possibly muster will easily be quashed by MRAP tanks you're, and your fellow citizens. Your fellow citizens are going to do it. Your fellow National Guard members, your fellow police officers, your your fellow, you know, military members. And all, I'm telling you right now, all you people in the military, all you police officers, all you federal agents, anybody who is, you know, allegedly protecting and serving the best interests of the people of this country and defending the Constitution, supporting, defending the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. We bet people. <laughs> Where are you at? Where, you know, you guys are going to be the ones. You guys are going to be the ones. They're going to have to swallow a very, very hard... A hard pill. <laughs> You're going to have to decide. You're going to have to put your money where your mouth is. Do you want to be the henchman for the big club? Or do you want to remember who you are and whose team you're on and what side you're on? Don't follow the money. Follow your principles. Follow your heart. Have a capacity to love your fellow men and women. Remember why you wanted to do that job in the first place. If you really want to support and defend the Constitution, if you really want to protect and serve the people of this country, then when the time comes and when push comes to shove and your bosses are telling you, fight, kill, achieve the goal, achieve the mission, or else... You better lay down your weapons in solidarity with the people. Or else there's a special place in hell for you, my friends. You know what? Take a listen to this. This is the scariest part. Here's a clip of Chipman when uh, Senator John Kennedy, not John F. Kennedy, obviously, Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana, uh, asks him what his definition of an assault weapon is. Listen to this. Tell me if this isn't terrifying. ATF director. Um, I got 35 seconds left. Define it for me, would you please, sir? Um, What's an assault there, weapon? Yeah, Senator, uh, um, the bill uh, to ban assault what, weapons is what is your dozens of pages. Of There's no way I could define an assault weapon. You don't have any, you're going to run an, this agency and you don't have a definition of assault weapon? But I would be enforcing the definition that members yeah, of Congress Yeah, but you're going to be issuing rules and regulations. Just give me your definition. Um, I'll give you one definition that ATF Give me your definition. Uses. One definition that ATF currently Give me your definition. I can give you one definition. If you won't answer ATF my question, I, how can I vote for you? I'm done, Mr. Chairman. I don't think I'm going to get an answer. I mean, people... That's, that's scary. That's, that's cause for some concern. Uh, you don't have to be a Republican to see some 
very concerning signs here. If you Democrats aren't seeing what the Republicans are seeing or what any one of the fucking brain in their head is seeing happen here, I don't know if you're savable, people. It's coming. You better start paying attention to this stuff, people. Speaking of Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana, <laughs> recently he had some interesting questions for your favorite uh, National Institute of Health uh, whatever, services director guy, Fauci, had some very interesting questions for Fauci. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. W when does conspiracy theory become conspiracy th fact, people? Take a listen to this. Senator Kennedy asking Fauci some questions about China and about, you know, the 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 hunger for you know the interest for investigating where this virus came from that apparently nobody cared about or wanted to pursue when president trump was still in office but oh now now it's now it's uh concerning now we should get to the bottom of it people <laughs> man get ready get ready there's going to be a lot of people like me very soon telling a lot of you idiots out there i told you so we told you so you better start listening. You better start sharing this podcast. You better start telling your friends. I'm going to keep hitting home run after home run after home run. I'm going to have facts, peer-reviewed, everything, agreed upon, truths, evidence, blah, 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 da, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to have it all. I'm going to hit you with it in the face time and time and time and time and time again until I decide to stop doing this podcast. <laughs> No, but seriously, I love this guy, Senator Kennedy, John Kennedy from Louisiana. Listen to Fauci here, people. Listen to what is said and listen to what is implied and not said. This is real life, people. This isn't a movie. Listen up. Uh, Dr. Fauci, I believe you have testified that, uh, that uh, you didn't give any money to the Wuhan lab to conduct gain-of-function research, is that right? That is correct. How do you know they didn't lie to you? Excuse me, sir? How do you know they didn't lie to you and use the money for gain-of-function research anyway? Well, we've seen the results of the experiments that were done and that were published and that the viruses that they um, uh, studied are on public databases now. So none of that was gain of function, so. How do you know they didn't do the research and uh, not put it on their website? There's no way of guaranteeing that, but in our experience with grantees, including Chinese grantees, which we've had interactions with for a very long period of time, they're very competent, trustworthy scientists. I'm not talking about anything else in China, I'm talking about the scientists that you would expect that they would abide by the conditions of the grant, which they've done for the years that we've had interactions. So you don't think the Chinese would lie to you? Well, when you say the Chinese, the Chinese are a rather broad group. I know the scientists that we've dealt with have been trustworthy. Mm -hmm. You think all the scientists uh, have told the truth in terms of the origin of the Wuhan virus and not been influenced by the Communist Party of China, do you? I don't have enough insight into the Communist Party in China to know the interactions right. between them and the scientists, sir. Right. 
Why are we giving them money in the first place? Well, that's a very good question, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to answer welcome. it. Uh, well, SARS-CoV-1 started in China, in Guangdong province, and it went from a bat to a civet cat to yes, a human. Yes, and excuse me, Doc, for interrupting you, but our time is so Yeah, limited. no, no, I'm, I'm gonna be real quick. I, our time is so limited. Why are we giving money to the labs in China to study virology? Well, I'm, I'm gonna give you a, a rather succinct answer to that, sir. I appreciate that. And that's why I was saying the SARS-CoV-1 Clearly, the bats that have the viruses, that have the coronaviruses, are in China. As I said a couple of times, it's not in Fairfax County, Virginia, or is it in New York? It's in China. So if you want to show and study, importantly, the animal-human interface, the that's where the bats are. Yeah, the okay. bats. Where, that's I got where it. the bats are. I want to be sure I understand your testimony. You didn't give money. To the Wuhan lab to do gain-of-function research. That is correct. And you believe they didn't do gain-of-function research because they told you they didn't. We've seen the results of the studies that they conducted, and in they were not including any private studies. Excuse me, in including any private studies. I'm not sure what you're getting at, sir. I, I, here's what I'm getting at. You gave them money and you said, don't do gain-of-function research. Correct. And they said, we won't. Correct. And you ha have no way of knowing whether they did or not, except you trust them. Is that right? Well, we generally always trust the grantee to do what they say. And you look at the results. Have you ever had a grantee lie to you? I cannot guarantee that a grantee has not lied to us because you never know. Yeah. Can we agree that if you took President Xi Jinping and turned him upside down and shook him, the World Health Organization would fall out of his pocket? I don't think I can answer that question, sir. I'm sorry. Well, do you think that the uh, President Xi Jinping has undue influence over the World Health Organization, do you? I have no way of knowing the influence of the president of China over the WHO. Okay, so you think the WHO is a completely independent body, level playing field, call it like you see it, and they really want to get to, to, to the bottom of the origin of the virus. Do you believe that? My interaction with the WHO and for Dr. Tedros, the director general, has been one okay. that I do believe he's a person of high degree of integrity. I want to I want to ask one last question. Why, why did you guys spike, not guys and ladies? Why did y'all spike the prior administration's uh, investigation into the origins of the coronavirus and whether it could have uh, come out of the Wuhan lab? Sir, I I we did not spike anything in the prior administration. I'm not sure what you mean by spike, but we have no influence. The State Department spiked the, the, the prior administration's right. uh, study. But that has nothing to do with the National Institutes of so Health. So they didn't consult with y'all? They did not. Did they consult with you, Dr. Collins? I read about it in the press this morning. Doc? They just spiked it without talking to their experts? You don't want to answer that one, do you? <sighs> 
I just read about it. Thank you, Madam Chair. People, it is so obvious what is going on. It is so obvious what happened. All of the, the theories behind the reality of this situation are coming to light. Piece by piece, step by step. We're going to put this picture together, people. And I don't think a lot of you are going to like it. I don't think a lot of you are going to like uh, what we're all about to learn very soon. <laughs> I don't think you're going to like it. And I hope you, if you're a person that 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 shot all this stuff down and said, oh, it's conspiracy theory, it can never happen, it can never happen, oh my God, you're crazy, nut job, tinfoil hat wearing, fucking Trump, Trump supporting, oh, right wing fucking nut job, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, let's talk about this. Nope, nope, I don't want to talk to you. You're crazy. We've been over it a million times. You guys know how I feel about all this stuff. And here we go. I'm just showing you more examples. It's scary. This stuff ain't going away, people. You better start learning this stuff. If you are a new listener to the podcast, I have been talking about... The big club, the big world planners, the big world financiers, the big world bankers, the secret societies, the real owners of this world, in the words of George Carlin. I've been talking about it since episode one. A lot of people have been accusing me of not talking about politics. A lot of people have been saying that all you're doing is talking about conspiracy theories. People, if you can't see what I'm trying to do yet, Stop listening to my podcast. You don't get it. You're not savable. Go away. I'm not interested in talking to you. I'm interested in the intellectually honest, intellectually curious people that have the capacity to love, that actually want to make a difference, and have the balls to do something about it in this world. That's who I'm talking to. If you want to disagree and and dismiss and label and demonize and ridicule and and undercut whatever. If you want to live in a fairy tale, make believe world, you know what? Be my guest. Just stop listening to this podcast because you're not savable. I am talking about politics, people. I am talking about the political issues of the 21st century, not only here in the United States, but around the world. Because with increased globalization and with the increased consolidation of wealth and power in the hands of a very few people around this world, there's a brave new Orwellian surveillance police state totalitarian dictatorship world coming to a town near you <laughs> very, very soon. And I'm just trying to inform you of this because your mainstream media news networks are not going to tell you the truth. They are there to keep you stupid ignorant, upset with, you know, 
anybody different than you, focusing on all your differences. All the media and the politicians are ever talking about are the things that separate us. Remember that George Carlin bit? They don't want us to come together. They don't want us to organize. They don't want us to get smart. And they don't want us to start critically analyzing and putting two and two together and connecting the dots so that we can follow the breadcrumbs right back to these scumbag rich cocksuckers that don't give a fuck about you that you idiot Americans continue to vote for year after years after four years after four years after four years after four years. It's the same you know, Einstein once said, you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Keep voting for Republicans and Democrats, people. Keep playing their stupid games. And you are, by definition, insane. This society is by definition insane. How do you make our society sane? I tell you how you do it. First thing you got to do is you go pick up Eric Fromm's book, The Sane Society. Read it. <laughs> and then go then go pick up every book that I've ever talked about on this podcast and get to reading. You better you better do it. Get audiobooks. Have somebody talk it to you like you're listening to my voice right now. You want me to do audiobooks? Fine. You know what? Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll go, hey, I'll start with 1984. I'll, I'll read Orwell's 1984 to you people. Page by page, chapter by chapter on this podcast. <laughs> Is that what it's going to take? What's it going to take? You sick of your life? You're sick of your job. You're sick of your government controlling every aspect of your life, making you wear masks. Now you can't go anywhere. Slow usurpations over time, little by little. Now you don't have guns. You need a permit for everything. Everything's starting to cost more money. They're taking your retirement away from you uh, through inflation. They're taking your buying power away through inflation. They're taking a third of your income away through taxation. And it's only going to get worse. They're only going to start charging more taxes, taking more tax out of your paycheck, it's only going to get worse. The bigger this Leviathan, this Leviathan, huge, gigantic, ginormous government, the bigger it gets, the crazier, more out of control it's going to get. You know what? It reminds me of Orwell. Orwell said, you know, you want to picture the future? Uh, uh, just picture a boot uh, stomping on a human skull and crushing it. That's the future, people. The robot nation is coming. Remember in my song, Bad Advice, I, I played on a previous podca podcast for you people. When killing is official and nature is artificial, people, the robot nation is coming. Elon Musk going to plug Neuralink into your head. I got to go find the clip, but I, I, I found this clip about these scientists talking about in 10 years, we're going to have people like this stuff is it's on fast forward. You have no idea how fast this stuff is coming. You're going to have mic you're going to have microchips in your body. They're going to plug us into the virtual reality world. They're going to plug us into the matrix. It's going to be a painless concentration camp. You're just going to be a battery. A cog in the machine, providing output, providing energy. 
That's the future, people. You ready? You ready for that? You ready for it? All your dystopian night nightmares are about to come true. I'm telling you, I don't want to get so doom and gloom about this stuff, people, but we're, we are running out of time. We are running out of time. I know it's easy. I know it's easy to just plug into the matrix and stare at your screen, do nothing, be nothing, go nowhere. I know it's easy. But ease, what, what did Denzel Washington say in that clip I played for you? Uh, in the Pump It Up episode. Ease is a bigger threat to progress than hardship. You better start learning, people, how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You better start mentally preparing for not having all your stuff, all your technology, all your easy gadgets, all your everything that makes your life that much simpler. It's, I'm telling you. You know, survival of the fittest you know, Darwin said, you know, the species that survives is the one most adaptable, the one most, um, you know, prepared and able to adapt quickly, process, information, big picture, knowledge, seeing the whole, you know, the whole thing, the whole screen, the whole show, not just a piece you're just getting a piece from the mainstream media, people. You need to go get the full picture. You better start reading books. You better start figuring out who you are, where, who you want to be. What do you believe in? I'm telling you, people, we are running out of time. We're running out of time. You want to hear some good news, though? Here's some good news. Uh... I'm not going to do commercials on my show anymore. <laughs> Normally right there would be a place where I would uh, segue to commercial and come back for a segment to the show. But um, until I get some sponsorship, eh, I'm over it. Nobody likes commercials, right? <laughs> if I do get sponsors for my show, I'll do it at the beginning like Rogan does. And then when we get to the show, it'll just be the show. And I think uh, that'll be a better way to go. Um... But I mean, you know, doesn't doesn't this stuff just like <laughs> it just it just makes me very very tense. Like, and I know it's cognitive dissonance. You, like, I know it's hard to take in and be like, you know, wow, maybe this stuff is really happening, and maybe this Andrew for America guy is, you know, not completely out of his mind. Maybe he is getting some of this stuff right. I'm not looking for validation, people. I'm looking for each and every one of us to look inwardly. Figure out who you are. Figure out what you want to be. Before it's too late. I mean, honestly, no, no, no matter what happens, I mean, you're either going to be on the side trying to fix it and change it and make things better, or you're going to be on the side that just, you know... completely falls over themselves for the new order and the new administration and the new whatever, you know, just lemmings, just completely, <laughs> you know, 
You know, maybe Schwarzenegger was right in Terminator. You know, maybe it is in our in our nature uh, to destroy ourselves. You know, when he was talking about humanity, it's in your nature to destroy yourselves. He says, you know, maybe he's right. <laughs> eh. All right, so um, here we go, chapter one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to start reading all of 1984 to you people, but I'm going to kick it off for you. It was a bright, cold day in April, and the clocks were striking 13. Winston Smith, his chin nuzzled into his breast in an effort to escape the vile wind, slipped quickly through the glass doors of Victory Mansions, though not quickly enough to prevent a swirl of gritty dust from entering along with him. The hallway smelt of boiled cabbage and old rat, uh, old rag mats. At one end of it, a colored poster, too large for indoor display, had been tacked to the wall. It depicted simply an enormous face, more than a meter wide. The face of a man of about 45, with a heavy black mustache and ruggedly handsome features. Winston made it for the stairs. I'm sorry, Winston made for the stairs. It was no use trying to lift. Even at the best of times, it was seldom working, and at present, the electric current was cut off during daylight hours. It was part of the economy drive in preparation for hate week. Hate week. The flat was seven flights up, and Winston, who was 39 and had a varicose ulcer above his right ankle, went slowly resting several times on the way. On each landing opposite the lift shaft, the poster with the enormous face gazed from the wall. It was one of those pictures which are so contrived that the eyes follow you about when you move. Big Brother is watching you, the caption beneath it ran. People, Big Brother is most definitely watching you. Edward Snowden told you, um, you know, Julian Assange tried telling you, a lot of things nobody apparently listened to. People, you're going to have to start making some tough choices very soon. Who do you want to be in this new, brave new world order? Orwellian surveillance police state. That's where we're going. I don't think, I don't think, you know, you know what? I'm going to stay optimistic. Maybe we can still save it, people. Maybe we can still save it. How are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? I am all ears. Teacher seeking pupil must have an earnest desire to save the world. 
Go read Ishmael, people. Um, tough choices. I mean, you heard the clips. I mean, Fauci, clearly, I mean, he's seeming like he's a flip-flopper. Politician. Knows how to answer questions. People that don't know how to answer questions, you know, are most of them are smart enough to keep their mouths shut. Plausible deniability, pass the buck, no one ever takes responsibility, each party blames each other, both parties blame other countries, nobody takes responsibility, nobody owns up, nobody fesses up, nobody blows the whistle. And, I mean, their efforts have definitely been successful throughout the years, people. I mean, the average American doesn't even have the desire to, I mean, doesn't even have, you know, I think it was actually Chomsky uh, was quoted one time as saying, you know, the problem isn't that people don't know. The problem is that people don't know that they don't know. (laughs) You know, and that's why, you know, it's a very small percentage of the population that first of all is smart enough and enlightened enough to even be able to entertain these ideas and these concepts. But then, you know, the theory part's the easy part. Thinking about it and learning about it, like David Goggins says, like, are you a theorist or are you a practitioner? Are you someone that learns by actually doing it, trial and error, you know? Trying to increase your efficiency, trying to innovate, trying to, uh, you know, Prevent externalities, trying to produce, achieve, accomplish, overcome. What's wrong with that, people? I don't understand what being good at what you do. I don't understand what's wrong with that. I don't understand why there's this this cult of anti-intellectual. God damn it! This cult of anti-intellectualism in this country. Isaac Asimov, remember? It's disgusting. We don't even, like most people, we don't even, we're so lulled to sleep, we don't even know. You don't even know what's going on. I mean, you know, it's going to be too late. You're not going to look up from your phones fast enough. I don't know. I want to have faith. I'm trying, man. I'm trying, people. I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying. I'm trying. But it's hard. It's it, It's almost to the point where I, you know... It's either I start lying to myself and becoming a part of the problem and, you know, becoming everything that I've been railing against, you know, re- you know, resigning my life to a life, you know, to a life of cowardice, giving up, throwing in the towel, going back to the bench, going back to the sidelines so I can sit and be an observer. And I can just watch the show. Or do I want to actually get out there and say to myself, you know, you got but one life to live. You want to go down in history? You want to be remembered? Or do you want to do or do you want to go down in history and be remembered for doing what's right? It's got to come from you know, a true desire to achieve and and you know, to do what's best for everybody. It has to come from a place of reason. It can't be all about your ego. 
You can't have this messianic complex. You can't, <laughs> you know. I don't know. I don't know if those quiet, solemn souls that understand everything uh, are ever going to do anything about it because they're typically, you know, pacifists. <laughs> they're anti, you know, they're nonviolent. They're they're anti-confrontational. They, you know, I feel like the people that have all the answers are the people that don't have the ability to do anything about it. And, you know, that's why you have to organize. But still, you know, this is all idealism. This is all a pipe dream. This is all fairy tales that I'm talking about right now because... I mean, your, your police force, you know, I mean, I come from a town in southwest Minnesota. I think there's like 2,000 people in that town. They have like, you know, Humvee police vehicles, people. They have like tanks. What? Who needs a tank in small town America? Unless you're planning on using it against somebody. Maybe even your own people. I know. Call me a conspiracy theorist, people. I really don't give a shit. But if you can't put two and two together and critically analyze the world around you, put things into context, put thing in, things into a chronological order, try to have a, a basic understanding of human nature and be able to smell when someone's filling you full of shit, you got to be able to sniff out the the liars the cheaters, the thieves, the people that are trying to pull the wool over your eyes. You, you, gotta, get, you gotta get rid of your naivety. You gotta get rid of your gullibility. I don't even know if those are words. But you gotta, you gotta stop being so naive and so gullible, people. I know. And you know, I know I'm asking you guys to, to, to do a lot. I'm asking you to really educate yourself and put some time and put some work in. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are going to do it. I should probably just shut up and move on. You guys want to hear a punk rock song? Ugh. Let's play some punk rock. All right, people. So today I'm going to read the lyrics to a song by the Voodoo Glow Skulls uh, entitled Live in the Apocalypse. Oh my gosh. People, I absolutely love this line. So the second half of the first verse, history repeats again. The problem starts where you begin. <laughs> if I lie down and let them win, that will be my only sin man clearly the guy singing this song is thinking thoughts like I'm thinking as of late <sighs> hope you like this episode people this episode is entitled tough choices and people <laughs> I'm mark my words heed my words and mark them well people you're gonna have to start making some tough choices very very soon i love you guys we're gonna get through this we're gonna figure it all out i promise where there's a will there's a way
you got to stay positive. You got to keep your get your head straight. Push out all the noise. Noise, noise. Everywhere, you know, David Goggins told you guys, you know, the world is a very noisy place. You got to get back to you against you in a room, learning, pushing yourself. Today, people, I'm going to get off you. I'm going to get off you. I've been telling you guys what to do a lot lately. It's time for me to shut the fuck up. I'm going to end today with a quote from, you know, friend of the show, Bill Hicks. From whatever alien planet he ended up landing on. (laughs) Hopefully they took him on the spaceship as he requested. (laughs) And he got the fuck out of here, people. And I'm glad he did. Hopefully he's in a parallel universe somewhere. You know, living in whatever definition of heaven you people might have in your head. Here we go, people. Bill Hicks and I quote, This is where we are at right now, as a whole. No one is left out of this loop. We are experiencing a reality based on a thin veneer of lies and illusions. A world where greed is our God and wisdom is a sin. Where division is key and unity is fantasy. Where the ego-driven cleverness of the mind is praised rather than the intelligence of the heart, unquote. I hope you people can find it in your heart of hearts to face your fears, silence your ego, exercise your body, educate your mind, find calm, find pragmatism, silence your tribalism and your tribal ways as much as you can. I know it's hard especially when your face is in the screen on social media 24 hours a day, but people, we got to get there. We got to get there. I don't know how we're going to do it. But history repeats again, and the problem starts where you begin. And if you lie down and let them win, I don't know if it'll be your only sin, but it'll definitely be one of them. This has been the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I am Andrew for America. And you know why I call myself that, people? Because I'm here for you, my fellow Americans. I am Andrew for America. I am for America. I am for saving this experiment in religious freedom and representative Democracy and self-government. Limited government. I don't know where it went though, people. I don't really know if we ever really had it. We probably had it for, you know, five, ten minutes. Who knows? Who knows who was colluding and conspiring behind the founding of this nation? Who knows? Who knows, people? But I want to learn. I want to grow. For you, for me, for all of us. And I hope you do too. Thank you for listening. 
This has been an episode 37, I believe. Tough choices, people. Gonna have to start making them soon. And you know what? You better start making them. The more of them you make, the better your life gets. I know, it sounds counterintuitive, doesn't it? But, you know, I and many like me who agree aren't lying. There are many paths to enlightenment, but there is no escaping reality and hard truth. And having the courage to face it on the other side of that fear is, like I've said it before, all your dreams could could come true. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.